my first event uh, was a wedding after not being a DJ, literally thrown to the fire just to just do the right thing for these people and for, you know, my brother's, you know, reputation. Um, it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty to this day, probably one of the most stressful days you know, of, of my life. Like now at that time, at the age, I thought of myself as a kid, but you know, I was a, a younger, you know, adult, like I understood what needed to be done. Um, so I just did what I could do. And, and that was it, man. So that was like the roots of DJ Rachel, but wow. it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be like, I, I, I didn't <laughs> want to be a DJ, but here we are. What's going on DJ family, DJ Reese here every Monday at 9am. I'm dropping a new podcast episode I'm highlighting some of the dopest DJs out there that are creating vibes at all the venues that they're DJing at. If you want to hear these stories, level up in your DJing. If you're a new beginner DJ, you need new tips. You want to hear the inspiration from the DJs who started out new, that are taking their DJing game to the next level. Well, you got to check out WeCreateTheVibes.com. Every Monday, 9 a.m., new stories, new episodes, from the dopest DJs out there killing it in the game right now. Hosted by DJ Reese. Again, check out WeCreateTheVibes.com. DJ family, DJ community, welcome to another episode of We Create The Vibes podcast. This is a podcast highlighting dope DJs who are out there creating vibes everywhere they go. And today we have a special guest. She goes by the name of DJ Rachel Lynch. How's everything going? Hey man, honored to be here. So nice to meet you. I'm just, I'm awesome. Just coming off of a uh, wedding season. So enjoying a, a little break. So glad we were able to connect and, and do this. Oh, absolutely. No, thank you. No, I appreciate you. And I see you out there killing it online. Just, man, just doing amazing things. I I, I watch you every day. Like literally, I, I'm watching what you're doing. I'm loving it. I mean, you're doing it all. Thank you, man. Uh, working hard behind the scenes. This is definitely team no sleep right here. <laughs> and why I'm in my car because I have to run somewhere after we do this. Like, I'm just, I'm always on the move. So. Yes, on the go, on the move. So talk to me about your DJ journey. How did it start? I mean, tell me about your musical influences. How did you get involved in the DJ industry? Dude, it's a wild story. It is. It's wild. I am probably one of the most unconventional um, I have one of the most unconventional startups out of anybody. So oh, we're here for out. the story. We're here for it. <laughs> so I've been doing this about uh, 18 years now, but I'm going to say as a legitimate business, about 10. You know, I, before I just kind of, you know, dabbling here and there, but about 10 years I've been doing kind of what you see on the day-to-day -day online and stuff like that. So um, back in... God, it's probably almost 15, 20 years ago. Um, my brother, who's a DJ, um, one morning. Name by the name. So it was just DJ Bry. He, okay. His name is Brian. Um, he has a family now. He's kind of moved on to other things. So little sister has kind of fallen into the footsteps. But like I said, this nice. is this is a wild story. So I actually never wanted to be a DJ, believe it or not. It was mm -hmm. never written in the cards. It's never something I aspired to be. But obviously being around my brother who did it, you know, it was kind of his first, um, you know, job, so to speak. He worked for a multi-op, so he just would pick up events here and there. And of course, me being around him, you know, little sister wanting to, you know, dig in his Fire City collection, okay. right? And, um, you know, just play with things. 
you know, I, I kind of picked up little things here and there, but it was never, you know, the vision of mine. So anyway, uh, one morning we hear a really loud crash in our upstairs um, of our house. And my family and I run upstairs and we find my brother uh, unconscious on the floor and he had fallen into his closet doors, which is what the loud crash we heard was. Um, we obviously had no idea what was going on. So just to kind of quell everybody's anxiety, he lived. Um, we found out he was an undiagnosed type one diabetic, um, wow. but we never suspected it because he was like 20, 22 years old at the time, you know, so it's just kind of weird. So any which way, we obviously call for ambulatory services. Uh, he's whisked off to the ICU because at the time we had no idea if he was dead or alive. Like we didn't realize it was a diabetic coma. Um, but he was actually getting ready for a wedding that day. Now, I was only, I don't know, 15 or 16 at the time. I, I even had my learner's permit. Like I wasn't even able, uh, legally able to drive, okay. you know, at the time. And we're also talking about a time where, Again, CD collections, these big bulky case logic cases, and you had, you know, the catalog with the binder to flip through to tell you what was on what CD. You know, it wasn't like, you know, beat source. You just type it in and boom, there you got it, you know. Um, And he also had a really heavy passive Bose uh, system. So things weren't even powered. So the amps like weighed more than I did, you know, at the time. It just, it wasn't as easy as we got it today. Now, Um, So any which way, um, I kind of looked at my dad and I said, dad, you know, he's supposed to be at a wedding. These people have no idea what's going on. And this is actually during a time where even like text messaging was a little cumbersome. Like we had texting then, but it was like, I don't know, 10 cents a text. And it it wasn't what we know now. So it wasn't really (laughs) easy to to get a hold of people. I had MapQuest directions. Like it was before, you know, Google Maps and stuff. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, we're old school. We're we're taking it back here. So I said to my dad, I was like, look, let's finish packing the car. Um, let's go to these people's houses and at least tell them what's going on, right? They at least deserve to know what happened to my brother. You know, even just out of respect for, you know, his name, that he wouldn't just take their money and, and flake out. Like, I at least understood the, the gravity of that. Um, so we took the map quest directions. My dad uh, helped me finish packing up the car. We, um, you know, drive to the, the spot and we see everybody there and they're like, who is this little girl? And who is this like weird old man? <laughs> like, like, who are these not our DJ. Is that this, is, this, this is not our DJ. Dude, where's my car? You know, like it, they had no idea what was going on. So uh, my father and I explained to them, you know, what had happened and that we really didn't have a lot of information, you know, for all we know, he, he could be dead right now, but we just wanted to come and do the right thing to let them know, you know, what was up. And I told him, I was like, listen, I'm not a DJ, but I definitely know enough to like hit play. I know what a volume fader is. You know, I have tinkered around his CD collection. Like I know how to find what songs you may want, um, you know, so I'd be more than willing to do what I can for you today, I'm assuming I would be better than nothing. It's either that or put on a radio and I don't know, a popular radio station on here, star 99.9, you know, like (laughs) put on FM radio or or have nothing. So um, they go, yeah, I mean, if there's no other choice, you know, whatever you can do, you know, please do it. So my dad and I showed up really extra early again, because we had no idea how to hook any of this crap up. And it pretty much was, (laughs) Try, like 
trial and error was like, okay, if this is a round hole and we see a round thing, you stick it in and do you have sound? (laughs) If you don't, put it in the next hole. And if you don't, and we just kept sticking things in holes and connectors and plugging it to power, (laughs) you know, until stuff actually worked. Um, And we we figured it out. So my first event uh, was a wedding after not being a DJ, literally thrown to the fire just to just do the right thing for these people and for you know my brother's you know reputation um it wasn't good it wasn't pretty to this day probably one of the most stressful days you know of of my life like now at that time at the age I thought of myself as a kid but you know I was a a younger you know adult like I understood what needed to be done um so I just did what I could do and, and that was it man so that was like the roots of DJ Rachel, but wow. it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be like, I, I, I didn't <laughs> want to be a DJ, but here we are like almost 20 years later doing some pretty awesome things. So that's crazy. Thrown right into it. And uh, yeah, like you said, 20 years later out here, still killing it, killing the game. I love that. Now talk to me. The yeah. Mo- it's wild. Yes. Now talk to me the moment you realized you can turn this into a career. Like what was that moment? You know, what was that that event? Maybe even someone coming up to you and telling you, like, yo, you really did an amazing job. You know, what was that moment where you realized, like, this is this is my this can be my future right here? So there's two things I have to address here. So I think I still need to kind of talk about the natural progression, how I went from like all chaos pandemonium of like brother in the hospital doing a wedding Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't have been doing a wedding to how I got here. Let's talk about it. So after that, I realized I had a little bit more natural talent than I had thought. And, you know, everyone talks about their musical upbringing. I know I was a band geek. You know, I did marching band and concert band. I did tap dancing. I took piano mm. for about 10 years. So like I got music. So counting music structure, phrasing, it was like ingrained in me since like a little kid. So that was always very natural for me. But um, so what happened was, so obviously my brother being 21, 22 at the time, you know, obviously he made a full recovery. So now little sister wanted to kind of hit up the the club and bar scene, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would go as the assistant. And honestly, it wasn't about the partying or drinking. Like that had nothing to do with it. I just wanted to be around the music, the energy, the vibe. Um, I wanted to be around him. You know what I mean? Just as my brother and stuff. So I obviously was getting into some of these pretty dope places, you know, as a person who shouldn't have really been there and what happened was he'd go out for like a cigarette or something be like hey you see this song and this song you see how this is 104 bpm 104 bpm when this says 30 seconds i want you to hit that button he goes i'll be back before the other song ends so i was getting like these little mini micro lessons okay and then like watching him what he did how it affected the people you know and that's how reading the crowd came and just it was just like this really natural organic progression um so then as he started getting events and he realized I learned a little bit more, he had extra gear and stuff. So he would pass me work if he was double booked or something. So then I started doing my own actual events. Now, the crazy thing is instead of them calling me back or him back, they were calling me back. So then that word of mouth thing started to happen. So then I started, hey, we saw you at this birthday party. You want to do this? And then so like I just built this business that like I never even tried to it just happened so organically man um but I also want to say a lot of people don't realize this about me but I still work uh, a full-time job because I choose to so when you're like you know at what point did you realize this could be a career um you know 
a long time ago, but I still choose um, to do other things. I've been a Connecticut State EMT for about 20 years, and I work for awesome. a corporate security company as a, a trainer. And that's where the online content kind of comes because I'm a, a natural born educator. So just everything just kind of married perfectly, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of online educator, online presence, I mean, that was my my main question to you. So how do you, I mean, how does a DJ, like literally the way you're doing it, you know, take themselves, let's say zero following and just literally brand themselves the way you do to a point where like literally you're recognizable on Facebook, YouTube, um, Mixcloud, I mean, all types of platforms. Like how does a DJ just take themselves from like literally zero and just really brand themselves to literally be, you know, I, I, I view you as an online sensation. I know you like you, you, you <laughs> don't, but like, I look at all your posts, like even the engagement, I'm like, it, it's crazy. I love it. So how does, Thank you. How does DJ do that? <laughs> so the, there's going to be two, a two part answer to this. The first part answer is honestly, just make stuff without looking or thinking about numbers, right? You, you're not just going to start. I mean, I'm not, it's different now than when I started because of TikTok and reels and, you know, things can go instantly viral and there, there is a potential for that. There's a lot of potential for that, but for your own, just like motivation and mental wellness and stuff, you can't go into this, you know, posting something and, you know, if it only got 200 views, you know, you give up and you're like, Oh, nobody gives a crap. And then, you know, you become unmotivated and you stop making content. Like this has been a rubber to the road grind. I'm going to say the online thing for probably about six years now. And now I'm just starting to see the fruits of my labor. You know, this wasn't an overnight, you know, sensation kind of a thing. There were a lot of things that failed and didn't do well. There are a lot of things that I put a lot of effort into and it's like, wow, like 20 people watch this or, you know, like you just, you got to keep grinding. You're not going to have instant overnight success. But I think the biggest thing for me is give without expecting anything in return. Right. Like it started out with me doing, um, you know, a, a gear review video. I bought this uh, Magma DJ XL backpack because I just had gotten a um, Denon MK2 controller and I wanted a backpack yeah. that I could just like rock into a club, strapped to my back without a bunch of crap to carry. And um, I just did like a little Facebook review on it, like showing people the pockets and what I have in it. And it like blew up. And mm. um I DJ now, which is an online, you know, retailer, yep. they, they saw like this review and were like, Hey, you know, we thought you did a really good job. You know, would you be cool partnering with us? You know, if we send you things, you know, you do your review on it. And then if you want to buy it, you know, we'll give it to you at like, you know, a 20% discount for like your effort. And if you don't like it, tell us or send it back or, you know, whatever, like there's no expectation here. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Right. So just by putting that little Easter egg out there, not expecting anything in return. Like I wasn't looking for free stuff. I wasn't looking for, um, you know, sponsorship. Like I literally just wanted to help people out. Like, Hey, this is a dope bag. Check it out. And just by giving without expecting good things happen from that. And I don't know how else to like put it in, into words, but I just, I just gave and gave and gave. And then people were like, wow, like she, she's pretty dope or she's really smart or she's really kind. Um, the other part of the online content was, uh, honestly, I'd be lying if I said that, you know, everything was 
rainbows and unicorns, but there's, there's a lot of mean people out there. There's a lot of haters. There's a lot of deniers. There's been a lot of really disrespectful people um, that I've encountered. And I got tired of explaining myself. I got tired of trying to prove who I was. So it's like, yo, I'm going to strip back the curtain. You can follow me all my events. You can follow me what I do. Either you love me or you hate me, but I'm going to show you I'm the one setting this up. I'm the one rocking the decks. I'm the one I'm seeing this thing. I'm the one like this hustle. This is me. You know, this isn't some facade. I don't have like some like phantom crew behind me making all the magic happen. Like, like this is me. And then if you still want to like whatever, then that's on you. But, um, you know, it was to kind of combat the bullies. I got, I got tired of that. And I just wanted to like, you know, show people that I was competent and capable. You know, I don't really talk about this much and I don't, go into like the female DJ thing because DJs are DJs. If you're dope, you're dope. If you work hard, great things happen. People work hard. But I will say in the beginning as a younger female, I had to work really hard to prove that I was capable because there was a lot of doubt and stigma, you know, even something as simple, like, can you even lift your own stuff? You know, they didn't want someone who wasn't able you know, to push things up ramps and stuff. So Mm -hmm. that's why I worked really hard with the social media uh, content just to be like, yo, like I got this. Like you're hiring a pro, like I got this. Um, and again, here, here we are. So sorry, that was a long ramble. <laughs> no, no, that, no, that's all good. And yeah, no, I mean, I got to give you your props because I, now I got to let everybody know this. I sent you a message about wireless, a wireless microphone system and you came through. And the reason why I felt comfortable asking you, because I've asked people on several platforms about gear and things they have purchased and yeah, the remarks are just so nasty. And like, I feel like you take the ego, like you're like, I never met you in person, but I can just tell even like, it's so crazy. I mean, like, even like the way you post your videos, I could tell like you're super humble. You're super, super chill. You're, you're giving information. Now there's no like, Oh, I'm this, I'm that. Like it's, it's none of that. And I feel like a lot of e- uh, DJs just have this like, ego about them that oh i'm a dj i i I do this i do that and it's like relax we're we're all in a great space like we're getting to play music that we love like uh, i don't know i mean who could ask for a better job so no i i really appreciate you and you are definitely the real definition of a dj you know definitely a real dj i appreciate that and then um you know this i don't mean this to sound like egotistical at all but you know with great power comes great responsibility right words of of spider-man and i know that i have now kind of a platform where i have like a lot of younger girls that you know i receive messages probably a couple times a month and i'm not just talking from us i'm talking you know literally globally of like hey you know my dad told me to check you out or you know i found you doing this or that or whatever and you know i want younger talent you know boys and girls but you know especially younger girls to know like hey you can do this you got this you know you can do it on your own um and music is a very you know special connection and Mm -hmm. if you can get involved in that and and find that joy to entertain and be there for like the best moments of people's lives like like do it you know and, and I'm aware that I have a little bit more visibility now so I'm very mindful about you know what I put out there and I want people to be kind and helpful and genuine and um you know just just work hard you know and that's that's what it's about I'm a I'm gonna be grassroots through and through that's that's it I do this because I want to not because I have to 
you know, hence the full-time job. Like every event I do is because I wanted to be there, not because I had to pay a cell phone bill, you know? Right. <laughs> no, so. and, that's a, and that's a beautiful thing too, you know, doing events that you want to do, not for the money grab or the money bag or, you know, that that's, I love that. And speaking yeah, of, absolutely. Yeah. And speaking on education, talk to me about the DJ Expo. I saw that you led a uh, female-led uh, panel, and talk to, to, you know, talk to me about that. How was that experience, and how did that come about? Wow. Wow. So you do follow me closely, man. Like, yeah, I appreciate I'm serious. That. I, like- I, I really love what you're doing, and I, I feel like, the, you know, unfortunately, you know, I was naive when, I, when I, I started DJing in 2007, and I thought, like, the DJ, everybody's nice and friendly, and, and that's just the type of – person I am and yeah man I, I got a, like a rude awakening and even being in some of those groups like no it's not like that <laughs> no it, it's 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 not um but you know what though I'm a big believer in the ripple effect and what you put out and just hopefully people like us we we, we can we can shift that you know and having these great conversations and sharing your platform or me on your platform me sharing you on my platform and just like getting that message out like listen we don't have to be competition. There's enough work for everybody. There's enough work for everybody. Um, So the expo. So um, part of my ignorance, but have you, have you been? No, that last, this past year. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm slipping every, every time I'm, I'm not like DJing every single day, but like typically like, yeah, I don't know. My schedule is crazy. And then I was working in radio at the time for like for years. So it's like, I could never, get the time off to go but next year i don't care what's going on i will be present like i will be present. you have to man you got to make time to set some time to develop yourself and even just networking opportunities i mean the expo or really any of these conferences they're what you make of it right if you just want to go and get drunk and party then or just gamble like you can you know if you want to <laughs> attend every seminar and be a, an absolute like bookworm you can do that. You know, if you want to make it about the people or the food or the education, it's, it's, you're only going to get out as much as you put in, you know, 110% with any of these things. So, but I definitely recommend finding um, at least one conference a year to make it to. I've been to them like pretty much all over the country. I went out to, um, it used to be called Mobile Beat, which is out in Vegas. Now, now it's called um, Mex because they combined um, DJ and photo booth. Okay. They kind of rebranded the show. So that, that's yeah. a dope show. Um, DJ Expo is one of the biggest ones in the country. So definitely make that a priority. Um, there's Marquee Show out in Chicago. There's the DJ Collective that bounces. I mean, there's so many opportunities to, to, um, to do this. So make some time to, uh, to invest in yourself. And your first slice will be on me. Well, if we, we, we link up, oh, I, got your, I got your first slice. Oh, I appreciate that. So, <laughs> so um. So it's crazy. So the last expo, I honestly, I just wanted to go and just chill. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to present one year. I did, um, I was a keynote speaker with Nick Spinelli. We did a thing on social media marketing. Um, sometimes I help like vendors work booths, you know, or whatever. I just wanted to go and just be with the people and chill, but it didn't turn out that way because I had people kind of call me like, Hey, you want to do this? You want to do this? You want to do this? And one of those was that, um, all female, um, panel that, um, was a tremendous experience 
Now I did give the show um, a little feedback on that and I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it real here. Um, they're kind of revisiting the, the format here, but I didn't really like the fact that it was a segregated space, right? We actually had a lot of men showing up at the door that wanted to be a part of the conversation. They wanted to be a part of the environment, even if they just sat in the back of the room, kind of like a fly on the wall, just like absorbing the conversation. Um, they showed up to support and they were, they were turned away at the door. And I didn't, I didn't like that. Um, you know, if we're trying to make it about community and a shared experience and break down those walls of gender and bias, and at the end of the day, dope DJs are dope DJs, um, I didn't feel that that was the best way to, to communicate that. So we had great conversations on the inside, and their ex explanation to me was they wanted to make it a welcoming, safe space for women to say what they wanted to say. But my opinion was like, I, I get that. But if you're at a, a national conference and people want to participate, um, you don't want to create echo chambers. I don't need to hear other females about how hard it is. I know how hard it is. I live it every yes. weekend. You know, I want people to to hear what we go through and hear how they can support and how we can be just, again, kinder, better community. So um, so that's my honest answer. So I, I was tremendously flattered to have been a part of it. Um, I just hope next year they revisit it and we can kind of come together again as a, a community rather than a segregated space. Mm, definitely. Okay. Yeah. If you're enjoying the content you're watching right now and you want to learn how to level up at all your events and create vibes, well, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel right now. You're a virtual DJ user. Now, what's, yes. your, what's your beef with Serato? Like, I, I need to know this. <laughs> Honestly, the users. <laughs> so it, it's kind of like the Mac and, uh, you know, the Windows PC thing. You know how people will say, oh, my Mac is so much better than my, my Windows laptop when it's like, I don't know. To me, I mean, I use both. I think it's just more of a preference. I'm not, I will never sit here and say, oh yeah, MacBook's totally better. I, I don't oh, man, I've that. gotten so <laughs> much crap over my career for using virtual DJ. Um, I've even literally lost like club and bar gigs because yeah. it didn't fit the brand. And um, it's, it's all good, man. Um, I will say, I feel that the, the playing field is a lot more leveled out now. Virtual DJ did need some work. You know, it was really ugly. I'm not going to lie. Um, their marketing was pretty poor, but yeah. to date, you will not find a more feature-packed, innovative software. They're always first to the game, and they always will be because they spend their money on development rather than marketing and being the cool kids at the lunch table, and I'm okay with that. Um, I feel like now, though, most software is at a point where, like you said, it's a preference, man. Play is play, Q is Q, hot cues are hot cues, you know, loops are loops. Now everything has stems, like they finally caught up with nope. the stems, <laughs> you know, so thing, things are, um, it's a level playing field now. So just pick your weapon of choice, man, because at the end of the day, software doesn't make dope dance floors. Dope DJs make dope dance floors, you know? So honestly, I'm at a point in my career, I'm done justifying myself and arguing. I have so many other <laughs> more important things to do. Like if you want to hate on virtual, then go ahead. But I'm going to show up on Saturday, collect my paycheck, rock my floor right. and <laughs> keep it moving. You know, um, 
so I don't know. Honestly, that's I feel like it's a level level playing field now. So if anybody new coming in was like, yo, you know, what what do I do? I'm gonna say, listen, they both offer light free versions. Go home and check them out. You know, like right. find out for yourself. See what's so, which one you like better. No, absolutely. Right. <laughs> absolutely. And I see you mixing it up weekly, dash radio. I, I love that. Now, talk Dude, I'm so impressed. You've done your homework. <laughs> I'm so impressed by you. Thank you I mean, so much. Who wouldn't? Honestly, even if I wasn't <laughs> interviewing you, you're like, you're the perfect person to like, say if someone's like, yo, I, I really need to like level up, get better. Yo, like they need to tune into you because you're honestly, you're you're doing it all. Like, I, I feel like you should come out with an ebook. Like, seriously. Like steps to show people how to level up DJing. Like seriously, <laughs> seriously. And do so. Another thing I will say about this is I, I can't share my my screen on my phone. But dude, the time if I showed you my phone usage, you know how like I don't know if you have iPhone or not, but yeah, they yeah. give you like how long you're on your apps and yep. how many messages you receive. Dude, I'm embarrassed. Um, to, to give you those numbers. Like I'd be lying if I said I didn't like live, breathe and die by this. So um, <laughs> like it's, it's embarrassing. Like my average number hours of on my phone of between like working emails, making videos, everything is like between like 12 and 15 hours a day. And if you don't believe me, I will send you screenshots. No, like, no, no. I, I believe you. It's, <laughs> it's, I'm seeing all the videos. Like I, I actually like, like I follow your page, but yeah, I get your posts. Like they pop up. I, I, I I'm, I'm paying attention. So I know you're, I'm I like, see that. and even like when we're, when I had, we had, you know, messaged, I'm like, when you said work, I'm like, are you working in radio? Or are you working like a full-time, like how the hell do you have time? I was thinking to my, myself, like, is this like a regular, like full-time nine to five job, 40 hours a week? Like how's like you're doing it all. Like, do you sleep? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I don't. I don't No, It's, it's that, like I said, team, no sleep here, but I love it. And, um, you know, the, the, that cliche saying, you know, it's not work. If you love what you're doing, I don't agree with that. There's a, a lot of work that goes into it, but when it's passion, it's time that you don't mind spending, you know? Um, or what is it? If you love your job, you never work a day in your life. I call shenanigans. There's a lot of work that goes on here and I love, but I love what I do. So you don't mind doing that. Um, like that electro voice video on the e-verse I just did. That was, that was 22 hours of recording and editing and researching, um, okay. going back and forth with the manufacturer, you know, cause I had questions and I feel again, a responsibility that if I'm going to ask people to watch. It's got to be accurate. You know, I, I have to know what I'm talking about. Um, so, so yeah, people, you know, they see a, you know, 15 minute video and think, all right, maybe it took an hour. Like, no, that's, that's like four days worth of, mm. of things, you know, um, there's a lot of time that goes into it. So yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yeah. So talk to me about this location. 191. And you Cello Street, Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, um, the Russian lady. Yes, yes. Talk to me about that venue. <laughs> All right. So number one, I have to tell you, I am not the Russian lady. Okay. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times people thought that that was like a nickname for, for myself. You. Like, yeah, come down and come down to the Russian lady. Like, no, that is the name of the venue. 
It's called the Russian lady. I am not the Russian lady. <laughs> um, they are now calling themselves, I believe, the Ukrainian lady. They put okay. like a banner up over it just, you know, because of everything that's, that's going on with that. Um, dude, I've been DJing at this nightclub. It's a three store. Actually, they had two of them. They have two in the state of Connecticut. Um, one has changed ownership and names. I'm still in the OG one in Hartford, Connecticut. It's three floors, so three different DJs. And they have a rooftop, which is super dope in the summer. Um, it's one of the last kind of standalone standing nightclubs. A lot of it's, a lot of nightlife is dried up in uh, Connecticut, man. Mm. And there is some premium spots, and we got casinos out here. We got Mohegan Sun and uh, Foxwoods, which are, like, huge, um, huge casinos. And a lot of great nightlife inside there. But now a lot of nightlife is just kind of bars that turn, you know, move tables off the floor, you know, and have a DJ come in. They're not like that traditional nightlife, nightclub, you know, feel that we're used to from, like, the early mm -hmm. 2000s and stuff. Um, and I've been DJing for them for, for almost a decade now. Ooh. And that makes me feel hella old. <laughs> and every year, everyone looks younger and younger. And I'm just getting oh. older and chubbier and older and older. Oh um, yeah. I'm now the person that's watching the girls in the Ugg boots with the skirts on outside <laughs> judging them. When I used to be the girl in the Ugg boots with the mini skirt on trying to bother the DJ to hold my jacket. I was one of those. <laughs> and then I just became the DJ. So oh. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's a dope, it's a dope venue, college crowd. Um, and they try to keep the bottom floor, which is my floor. Um, it's like the pregame floor. People come in there, they get their wristbands, all you can drink. It's very open mm -hmm. format. You know, you can do anything from alternative rock to Britney Spears, like whatever you want. Then they have like a lounge that's kind of more of like a house vibe. And then the club is just like, just all out, you know, hip hop, you know, club music. Um, so they give everybody a little something. And I think that's, that's dope. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a cool spot. That's dope. And speaking about a little something, talking about open format DJing, talk to me about the benefits of being an open format DJ. Oh man. So it opens up so many more doors and I've just done so many cool things by being able to play um, a little bit of everything. Now I will admit, you know, I really respect um, the secular format DJs that like, you know, they know Chicago house, you know, like their own, you know, um, social security number. You know what I mean? They know it front, backwards, inside and out kind of a thing. So there's something to be said for being a master of your craft with that when you have like a secular genre, if you're a tech house DJ or this or that. But, um, you know, if you, unless you kind of find that one in a million niche where you could really make a killing with that, if you want to be where the money's at, man, you got to be flexible with, with your music. Now, could I do eight hours of freestyle probably not but i could definitely drop a three to four hour bang instead of a freestyle if i had to you know but um you know i have a inquiry inquiry for a britney spears themed birthday party i'm Ooh, gonna nice. rock the crap out of that <laughs> you know i just did a, an 80s party you know the other day so i did um, you know a four hour set of 80s i actually posted the mixes on my mix cloud if anybody wants to check those out so being able to bounce around like that it just gives you so many more opportunities to, to make money and connections otherwise you kind of pigeonhole yourself which yeah. isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're good enough to make a killing 
in that arena. But the odds of of making it big being uh, like kind of a one style, you know, DJ, you're you're kind of limiting your your options and opportunity there. So, uh, open format, being able to play a little a little bit of everything really well, in my opinion, is what everyone should strive to strive to be able to do. So, absolutely, it's, it's golden. I think I think it's key to to elevating, you know, DJing. And there's so much great music out there. Like, I don't know how you could right. not be open format, to be honest with you. Right. You know, like, there's just so much good stuff out there. Um, yeah. I mean, even being able to do that. I mean, I was able to open for George Clinton in Parliament, Funkadelic, um, Gloria Gaynor. So disco, funk. Like, you know, imagine if I just was, you know, like a, a dubstep DJ or something. Right. Like, I, I, I would have missed out on that, you know. So, and I think it's important on social media to really showcase that. And that's why I think mixed cloud and things like that are so important. I have nineties mixes, eighties mixes. I have EDM mixes. I got mixes of my weddings. I want people to know that I'm versatile. So like if you book me, I'll be able to do what, what you need, you know? So very important with that. Absolutely. Let's play a quick game called this or that DJ racer. Oh, are you ready to play? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. You got to give up pizza for life or give up DJing for life. Which one are you choosing? Oh, come <laughs> on, man. <sighs> All right. So just out of survival, I'm going to have to give up DJing because okay. I'm the worst cook in America. And if I didn't have pizza, I'd probably be dead. It's over for you. <laughs> I'm not joking. When we're off the phone, I'm calling my, my spot. I'm going to pick up a large. And that's going to feed me for the next three days. <laughs> She's not joking, ladies and gents. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm going with pizza. <laughs> right, pizza, it is. Halloween or Valentine's Day? Oh my God, Halloween! Mm, okay. You saw my last post where I posted my my room changeover from Halloween to Christmas. Go check that out. I am like all out. out Halloween. All I am out? all out Halloween. Okay. Nightlife DJing or wedding DJing? Hmm, interesting question. I'm going with weddings. Okay. I'm going with weddings. All right. So if the music guys could get rid of one song, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, or Tone Loke, Wild Thing, which one are we, which one are we getting? Wild with? Thing. Okay. Wild Thing. Okay. Those are oddly, those are oddly specific. Why yeah. those two songs? <laughs> I actually like like those two songs, and typically sometimes I'll play them like back to back. And I feel like those two songs, like I I don't know, I don't for certain like groups and crowds. I feel like I will always play those two songs. Like I just always will. Dude, I got um a hot mashup of Uptown Funk into Ice Ice Baby when it goes, uh-huh. "Don't believe me, just watch." And then it's like, and then it goes right into, "All right, stop." And I just like they it is perfect. I'm telling you, it pops off every time um, on the dance floor. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get rid of Tone Lock because I got I that's a hot mix. That's a <laughs> fire mix. I'm, I'm not I can't give that one up. So hey, <laughs> I think that's a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DJ Rachel Lynch. That was the game this or that. See, it wasn't wasn't that bad. No, except the pizza question, man. That that one was that was that was hard. I know that was gonna be tough. I mean, you're <laughs> every I see you all the time. Pizza, 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 pizza. I'm like, 
You gotta be like yeah, a, be, an ambassador I'd be or something. Dead. Seriously. I'd be dead without it. I mean, it's probably gonna kill me in the long run because, you know, carbohydrates and cholesterol yep. and, you know, but um, I am the worst cook in America. Yeah. Hand, hand to God. Oh, so. that's not good. As, us as DJs, <laughs> we gotta eat healthy. Our, our health is everything, you know, for us to stay out there longer, keep doing our thing, stay on our feet. We gotta, you know, get the right nutrition. So we gotta eat better. It is. Listen, I drink water and lift with right. my knees. That's a good. And I take a multivitamin every day. That's about the best. Okay. Oh, and I don't smoke. That's about the best you're gonna get from me. All right, no, that, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right, where do you see yourself in the next five years? You know, where do you see the vision going? That's an interesting question because I get asked that all the time. But because I've always really just been kind of a go with the flow. Um, I'm just seizing any opportunity that dropped at my feet. I just, I say yes. And that's also been kind of another like secret sauce of mine. You got to stop, you know, with the fear and the self doubt. Like if someone comes with you with something and you have an opportunity, just take it, just, Mm -hmm. just say yes. So um, I guess a goal of mine is I would love to be on Pitbull's globalization. I know that's kind of like lame, but uh, I would, I would, I would love to add that to like my mix show repertoire. So I guess that's a goal, but in five years, I don't know, hopefully alive, um, like still working, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I don't have like an end, an end game. I'm just literally taking life as it comes, any opportunities that come in and if business grows, great. Um, if people stop liking DJ Rachel, okay, I'll figure something else out. Like, I don't know. I, I don't have a, an articulate vision to like to give you i guess okay no that's understandable taking every day at you know day by day so that is it man um with some of the things you know we i've been through and things like that that that's all you can do that's all you can do in life nowadays so um just one day at a time what opportunity at a time and just appreciate everything that uh god in life puts in front of you man so Absolutely. that's how i roll and one thing you said earlier in the interview that that stuck out to me so you said you you know like djing kind of like just like fell into your lap you know you you never really planned on being a dj you know it just it just happened so if you weren't a dj what would you be doing wow that's a that's a great question um i'd probably be a lot unhappier you know, I do mm. think that there's, you know, I, I'm not trying to take this all weird and like spiritual or anything, but, you know, I do feel that things happen for, for a reason. And I feel like I, I was meant to do this regardless of how it started. Like there, there's a reason why that happened. And I, I, who am I to question it? You know, I have a lot of other hobbies and stuff. Like I love cars. I go to car shows all the time. I'm a good painter. I like painting, you know, um, I don't know, maybe maybe children, you know, uh, I, I have, I have no idea, you know, what my life would look like if I wasn't a DJ, but I'm not going to question destiny, man. Like I'm here doing this because somebody wanted me to do it. Like, because <laughs> I don't know, here, here we are, man. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's too, it's too great to ignore. Mm. You know, I don't, this isn't an accident to me, us connecting isn't an accident you know like things happen people come into your life for a reason again i'm not trying to get all like heavy and weird with this conversation but um this was this was supposed to happen i guess 
No, so again, I don't have I don't have an articulate answer or a plan. <laughs> yeah. Now, is DJing therapeutic for you? No, is there? Do you find therapy in DJing? Oh yes, you have you have no idea. So my day job, right? I'm my day job is grounded in security and emergencies, right? So you know, I'll teach an active shooter class on a Wednesday afternoon, talking about you know, what to do if somebody's coming in a room trying to kill you, literally. And then on Saturday, I'm watching, you know, the most beautiful moment between a couple or a special moment with a bride and her father or whatever it is. And it's, it, it's a, it's a good yin and yang. I need to see good in people because my Monday through Friday is filled with serious topics and badness and what to do when people are evil and like bad things. So um, it, it keeps my faith in humanity, mm. so to speak. Um, yes. No, it's, it's very th therapeutic. Now I'm not going to say it's not stressful, you know, like weddings are stressful. There's a ton of responsibility yes. with that. <laughs> There's a ton of planning. Um, and it's, it's a great responsibility. So I get stressed out. Like I'd be lying if I tell you I wasn't. So at, during the event, is it like therapy per se? No, you know, cause I'm, I'm in work mode, but when you come home the next day and you're watching either the gig log footage you took or the pictures, or you get like the couple that says, Hey man, I just want to let you know, thank you for rocking our dance floor. And you were the best decision we made that day. Like what that does for the soul. I can't even tell you. And some of these clients are my friends. Like we still keep in touch. So they've benefited in my life that way. Like they're just really great people. So DJing has just brought so much joy. Um, so the short answer is yes. And you just got the long answer. <laughs> why? No, no. Awesome. Awesome. So after a challenging gig or just a, a weekend of, of DJing, you know, how do you decompress? How do you, how do you relax? How do you, move forward to the next event you know what goes into that um i don't get to do that much to be honest with you man because if it's not one thing it's another but mm. for some of my like pastimes i guess to just kind of clear the air clear the palette um like i said i enjoy painting um i love roller coasters so i will hit up theme parks like a fiend whenever whenever i can I take my Subi out for a cruise and I just listen to music I want to listen to, which I don't really get to do all that much. So like my car is like my sacred space. I am turning it up. I have a ridiculous <laughs> stereo and every one of my vehicles, um, except this one, this is my work truck. Okay. Um, my, D my DJ vehicle, believe it or not, you'd think that I'd have a great stereo in here, but it's just a pickup. So there's no really room for it, but um, no, just vibing out. I will drive an hour listening to music and just go grab a slice of, you know, my favorite, favorite pie. And I will sit in a parking lot and I'll just sit on the sidewalk and eat it, man. You just find these little moments to give to yourself, you know, but I honestly, I'm embarrassed to say this. I haven't had a legitimate vacation in probably a decade. And I'm not even joking about that. And wow. come 2023, that's, that's changing. I, I had like a moment this year. I was like, you know what? Just how you said you have to block out a moment for the expo. Like, like I need a vacation, not like a weekend trip or a long weekend. Like I need to just be out. Yeah. You know? Live life. <laughs> live, I, it's, working. It's, yes. yes. It is time to live life. I need, I need a vacation and I think I've earned it. <laughs> Absolutely. And you, you know, you always got to take those vacations. You got to, you know, get refreshed, take some time away, let the brain relax a little bit, you know? Very important. 
hard, man, to block. Because when you block off weekends, you tell yourself, you know, like if somebody, and then you kick yourself. So if you block off a two week period or week period, and then someone calls, like, hey, we're getting married on this date, and you're like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to Hawaii, but you know, I could have made X amount. You know, yeah. what I mean? like yeah. it, it hurts. <laughs> and when you when you get when you get in that grind, it, it's hard to separate that. But you have to. Because if you aren't at your best, you can't be at your best for them. And if you're grumpy and you're burnt out, you know, I promised myself I would not do this anymore. If I ever, you know, was getting ready for a gig and was like, wow, like, I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. It's time to hang it up. It's, it's time to hang it up. So that's why I don't do it full time, because I know if I had to do it, I wouldn't want to do it. You know, so right now I take as much or as little work as I need. And it keeps me it keeps me fresh. Um, and happy and I turn down a lot of work sometimes like I, I don't know if it's like a stereotype but I get contacted a lot for like children's and youth events okay and that's not that's not my passion that is not my niche I don't want to DJ a six-year-old's you know Paw Patrol party if six-year-olds are even watching <laughs> Paw Patrol probably not I don't know I don't know nothing about like kids but um that's just not my niche so like I pass it off to other colleagues that I know that are passionate and can do a hundred times better job than I can. Now, could I show up with kids bop and just let it play and collect a paycheck? Yeah. Nope. But so that's the, so that's what I'm saying. Like if my heart's not in it, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Um, so my cutoff is like prom sweet 16s, quinceaneras mm. and up. I'll do that. But you know, I don't, I'm not bringing out you know, like my dope J Maz movers and ape labs uplights for a, a three-year-old you know, Cinderella party. It's just, it's yeah. not, it's <laughs> no, not my, it's not like my that. thing. It's not my thing. I respect that. I mean, sometimes you got to turn it down. You know, you can't every, you know, all gigs are not great gigs and you know, all money is not great money too, as well. You know, everything is. absolutely. I have learned that over the years, not all money is good money. That is yes. probably one of, you know, you need to put that, if you do any quotes or texts in these, you need to put that like in a quote right there. I think oh, that's sure. a, like a huge takeaway, man. Not all money is good money. Um, and that comes with, you know, staying in your lane, knowing what you want to do, what you're good at. Um, and I'm not saying don't hustle, you know, branch out and try new things. But like, I know deep in my heart, my passion is not kids events. So I'm just, yep. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that work. Now I've done a solid for a friend or two, don't get me wrong, but as much as the inquiries come in, I definitely give a lot of work out. That is that is for sure. Much respected. Now how can people find you? How can they stay up to date with DJ Rachel Lynch? How can they find you? Oh my god, everywhere, man. Um so pretty much everything is literally at DJ Rachel Lynch. That's my IG handle. Damn. Same thing on um Mixcloud, YouTube at DJ Rachel Lynch. So if you go to my IG, I have a link tree that literally links you to all of my stuff. Like I am everywhere, as you know. So just at DJ Rachel Lynch. Um, if you want to email me, anybody wants to chat, talk gear, talk shop, whatever, it's um, DJ Rachel at me.com. I always answer, right? I get back to people. Yes. So if you want to get a hold of me, just hit me up anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another episode of We Create the Vibes podcast. Today's special guest was DJ Rachel Lynch. Ladies and gentlemen, she gave you the links on how to stay connected with her. And again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in.